0: At progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Snappers, I don't know if you missed it. I don't know if you did, but let me tell you, it's even better the second time. Snap judgment, classic. <music> going to kick off today's snap with a story about a time capsule. Only this one was never buried. This story does deal with some adult situations. Sorry, kids. As such, listener discretion is advised.
1: My name is Jane Gillooly, and I've been an artist for decades now, and I tend to collect objects. In 2009, I found a notice about a suitcase on eBay. The listing was a picture of the suitcase opened up, and the image was fairly low-res, but I could see rows of uh, audio tape, and the title of the eBay ad was Suitcase of Love and Shame. I contacted the seller, I asked him where it came from, and he told me that. He bought it at an estate sale, but he didn't really define what kind of an estate sale it was. So I didn't really know. And then the cell phone, that number that he gave me, just stopped working. I, I have no idea, but I never did speak to him again. So I just got it for $100. And inside the suitcase, there were 60 hours of tape. They were not in, they weren't organized in a particular order, but it came with a reel-to-reel deck. And I did just kind of randomly take a tape out of the suitcase and just listen to one. Two,
2: three, four, four one, two, three, four. Tessie, Testing. Well, Jeannie, my dear, dear darling, this is... Friday afternoon at exactly five after three.
1: The very first thing I heard was a veterinary doctor.
2: I better turn up this volume a little bit more. I, I have to talk rather low in here. I'm at the office in the hospital, of course.
1: So you had the sound of these hollow hallways and calls for one doctor or another on the background.
2: Life is a great big struggle. I, Yes. All uh, right, just a minute. Oh, damn, there's always some damn thing going.
1: And um, it became easy fairly quickly to discover that uh, recordings were a sexual affair. Um,
2: I'll register in the hotel in St. Louis under the uh, the name of Doctor and Mrs. MJ Green. But I'll be there Don't worry about that because I don't want anything to mess this up at all. God, I love you, Jenny. I really do. It'll
3: be two months, darling, to the day. Two whole months that we haven't been in each other's arms or whispered
1: in each other's ear or breathe the sweet fragrance of one another. The doctor's name was Tom the woman's name was Jeannie, and she was younger. She was in her late 30s, early 40s, and uh, she didn't seem to be ever as concerned about someone interrupting her, um, so sh- her her tapes were, um, were I don't know, they were just, they were
3: fuller. i just about ready to finish up with a Miss America pageant, so... I thought I'd get just a little bit of it on our tape. It's always quite an exciting thing. And I enjoy it. Seeing the beautiful girls and everything. And you're supposed to look the other way. They're coming back on now, so let's get the thrill of hearing Miss America announced on our tape here. Huh? Here's Burt Parks.
1: Let's listen together, darling. She was a widow, actually. She was a young widow. And had no children and it was never clear to me exactly what he died of but in the suitcase was a list and there was a date in 1961 and written next to the date was you know freddie dies and um there's one moment when Jeannie's recording a tape for tom and telling him that besides freddie he was really the only person that she'd ever loved well, that was the end of the pageant, I
3: don't know how late it's getting to be, but I certainly am anxious for you to get here. I don't know how much you've been able to pick up on this. We've had it turned down so low, but I'll turn it up some now. down and talk so low.
2: I have to talk to yourself, but don't answer back. <laughs>
3: Oh, really?
2: Oh, darling. <laughs> i darling. <love it. laughs> oh, that's wonderful. get your wonderful laugh right. on this. Do, Genie, I love you, I do. Yes, I do. I
3: don't know what song you <laughs> <laughs> oh, Probably a sound a it sounds a corny when it comes out. Sounded like you had a couple in your belt, but you <laughs> hadn't had a
1: thing, not even coffee yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We haven't even had lunch. You yeah. hungry? Mm-hmm. You know it. <laughs> Jeannie called it her memory library. Pictures of, of bedrooms that they had slept in with you know unmade beds, and the curtains were always drawn. And I only have one snapshot. They must have asked somebody else to take um, of the two of them on a sidewalk somewhere, and they're holding hands, and they're just out in public. We saw all of the city and everything by daylight and then at night. <laughs> we
2: had cakes and French toast and coffee shop. And... We went to a straight box after the. We lecture there about all the stars.
1: Because he was older than Jeannie, Tom had a practically grown family, and he was very seriously considering divorcing his wife. Sometimes they were very critical of her and just kind of mean. And Tom would complain about her, and, and then, you know, Jeannie wouldn't discourage him.
2: She'll get up every morning just as regular as a clockwork and gets my breakfast. I never have to tell her to get up. She gets up every darn morning now and gets my breakfast. That's something she's never done all of our married life. And all these things I've been bitching about, now she's doing them. And she's doing them religiously and she is doing her very utmost to keep this family together
3: if she had wanted to do these things she would have been doing them tom now i feel that she's only doing them because you've expressed the desire that she do so or else i may be wrong i'm no psychiatrist i'm no big brain of any kind
2: i have a feeling now that there's some information seeping to her somehow or other she can't be that right all the time but she guessed on the 14th, and she guessed on Monday, too. But somewhere, she's getting some information, and I don't know where.
1: Lucille does have a cancer scare at one point, and, and has to have a biopsy, and everyone was afraid for her. And
3: this concern that you had for her, and the check on the biopsy and everything, I, I couldn't understand that, my darling. I, I I wouldn't wish anything like that on on anybody. That's too tragic a thing to happen, and...
1: I didn't want anything like that. But uh, you do also get the sense that um, that would have made things simple. That would have solved their problems if, if Lucille actually did have cancer and didn't survive it.
3: I know what a, what a wonderful man you are and how conscientious you are about things. And it would have probably put her in bad health for a long time and then you would have just stuck by out of the right thing to do. I, I know you. But I, I'm glad for her sake, my darling, and and ours also, you know that, that it was all right.
2: I tried my best to make, make a happy Christmas when the children had come home. And we did. We had a nice Christmas. And uh, I'm, I'm being perfectly frank with it. It did. It, it affected me. So... No, I mean, don't jump on me. I, I I can't take it from two women, I get I, I'm not going to do either. That's for damn sure. No, I just can't. I can't take any more of this damn yakking from women. I'm not going to do it. You get uh, a a problem here that uh, well, I'm married, and I, I, she's not going to give me a divorce. And not right now. I, I know that.
3: I'd better get busy and and say a few of these things that kind of bug me. You know how things bug you about me, and so. I have things that I need to ask you about I Had a paper clipping here I'll give you later on the Solingers, you know press secretary to President Johnson and they're getting a divorce And after all darling there's nothing that says that you're not any good because you have a divorce you know or have gotten a divorce I mean that doesn't make any kind of idiot not to be able to stick to the same old grind or something that's become intolerable and After all, this is a different kind of a world now anyway. What you're doing is right, darling, by trying to find happiness in life. But it it just, it frightens me, Tom, because we are losing time, darling. I don't know if I express things very well, but just a moment.
2: Yeah, it's a good one, that's for sure. Oh, darling, is this so good to be with you today. Mm-hmm. you know it. been right.
3: you're going to have to have this tape because I've been talking to you very seriously on here, too. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. must listen to what I have to say because okay. I well, mean it from the bottom of my heart.
2: You're talking awful fast, <laughs> now, all of a sudden. Well... Any well. reason
3: for it? Oh, Jeannie, I love you,
2: darling. I do, Tom. I do, I do, I do, Jeannie. I know, my darling. Oh. You don't happen to know where my left
1: hand is right now, do you? There were long periods of time where they didn't see each other, and um, he didn't want her to waste her life. So Tom at times was, you know, encouraging her to date other people. But it it was interesting because once she would start to see this one guy named Howard, if she happened to mention him in any way, then Tom would get jealous.
2: When this thing of Howard came up... uh it, it it didn't make me mad. I didn't get mad about it, but uh, it'd been better off he hadn't told me about him. I guess. But but I said i will be damned if I was going to wait on that no good s o b. That's for sure. I wasn't going to play second fiddle to him. That's for damn sure. 'Cause Hard <coughs> and I aren't in the same. We're not in the same league at all, far as I'm concerned. Uh, I actually feel if you even talk to him, you're lowering yourself. There's that, no question in my mind about that. Uh, he won't do it all.
1: There was a photograph in the suitcase, actually, a man who looked like he might have been a truck driver. He was he was standing next to a big semi. Um, you know whether that was Howard, uh, I'm not really sure.
2: Nevertheless. Uh, Howard and Lucille are are the two big, big factors in in our love affair. What's going to be the thing that, that triggers it off? I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I know something's going to trigger it off one of these days. Jenny, um, let me start from the very beginning. Um, I had a session at, uh, with Lucille, and uh, and this I didn't know. There wasn't any way for me to know. Uh, she knows everything that you ever put on tape. She had keys made, and she's been coming in here when she knew I was out of town. And getting the tapes and taking home and listening to them and bringing them back where she got them. Uh, she said she had seen the pictures before and put them back uh, right where they were at. So she knows everything we've done. She's been getting into these tapes all along, and uh, I'm certain she has because uh, uh, she knows these things by heart. She said she spent many hours and, and yes. So that's how she came. She knew. Uh, she knew all about St. Louis. And the reason you couldn't get the key is this. She went to the desk and said she was Mrs. Green. She'd talked with her attorney, paid her attorney $40 for a consultation over the telephone. And he, he said that uh, both of us could have been uh, arrested for registering in the hotel under a false name, not being man and wife, uh, on moral charges. And uh, we come awful close to it, Jane, awful close.
1: I was aware that Lucille knew of the affair, but I guess I was just surprised by how extreme uh, this had gotten, because after that, he clearly had no intention of leaving his wife. And Jeannie would be also oftentimes up late, alone, watching TV, drinking, um, and then feel like she needed to talk to Tom and he wasn't there, so she'd pull the tape recorder out and be trying to make a tape for him and she had the tape deck set up wrong
3: i'm so upset i could just cry this damnable damn thing every time you want to do something somebody or something stands in your way this microphone sounds like an old hollow i don't know what i'm just I'm just so damn provoked I could just cry, darling. I'm sorry that I've been working with this damn thing for over a half an hour trying to get started on making this tape for you. It's 4:30 in the morning, on February the 8th, Tuesday morning, darling, and I'm just, I'm just so upset. I have so many things in my mind that I just, but. This just doesn't sound right. I mean, it just, there we go. <clears throat> darling, I just, I'll try to slow down and get myself contained here, but I, I want to make it while I can and get it off in the mail this morning, darling.
1: And, you know, there's one type in particular where I realize that she's starting to masturbate And then after she orgasms, she just starts sobbing. (laughs) And she's sobbing for an incredibly long time, like 40 minutes or something like that. I'm sorry,
3: darling.
1: But I cry when it's not
2: you there.
3: And I just have to make out. (laughs)
1: So when I was listening to that, I remember just pushing my chair back away from the speakers. And I just like lay on the ground. And Tom was pretty much having a nervous breakdown. He was drinking outrageous amounts of alcohol. And he made some really pathetic tapes himself as well
2: i hate to hear you cry on the telephone i know i'm i'm tormenting you and i told you i'd always be be fair with you genie and i i always have and i'm i I haven't, I haven't used you genie you know that I, I haven't used you for a crutch to tell all my troubles to, and, and i wouldn't want you to wait for me Jeannie, you just will take the chain off darling you just will because I I, I can't go through with it, I can't. I just can't go through with it. I just can't. I just simply can't go through with it. Not that I don't love you, it's not that at all. But I I hold a very high position in, in my profession right now, higher than probably I deserve.
1: and I won't give it out. one of the very, very last tapes that I have, she kind of tearfully sort of confessed to him that he is her world. But I'm not certain whether I have the last tape or not, and there's gaps in the tape, so whether things changed, I don't really know. Tom, um,
3: my darling, you can't imagine how many times during the long, long days and lonesome and cold nights that I think of you in a million, million ways. How very, very much I love you. It's, it's terribly hard being away from you so long at a time. You have so many, many things to fill your days, and your mind overflows with the preparations that you make. And sometimes I feel as though I'm not contributing anything anywhere to anybody. The deception of my deep love that I have for you I try to express to you and it's about really all I I accomplish in the way
1: of relations with other humans tone it, it took a little while for me to uh, be able to track down you know, some records and deeds, but I was able to uh, find that Tom had died and he was still married when when he moved further south. And from what I understood, Jeannie didn't have any children. She may have married again at some point, but I knew that the person that she might have briefly been married to was out of convenience. And I, that person I know d- died before she did as well.
2: God, Jeannie, I hope, uh, I hope you're able to, to straighten out uh, this terrible thing that I've drug you into. You and I may never, ever be together again. Um, I have some music in the background you've probably picked up. It's the intercom that I put in, in the house. How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? And if I ever lost you, how much would I cry? How deep is the ocean, how high is the sky, and if you're ever near me, how much would I cry, how deep is the ocean, how high is the sky.
0: Jane Galooly is an artist and filmmaker living in Boston. The tape you just heard comes from her documentary, The Suitcase of Love and Shame. To listen and see the entire film, it's distributed by Cinema Guild and available on iTunes. You can also find links at snapjudgment.org. The original sound design for that piece was by Snap Judgment's Leon Morimoto, and it was produced by Joe Rosenberg. Now, Tom and Jeannie, they both passed away in recent years. But if you're wondering what happened to the love triangle between Tom, Jeannie, Lucille and the other suitor, Howard, well, Jane says she did some sleuthing and she was finally able to track down Jeannie's last known address.
1: And I took out a map and picked out the closest nursing home and just went there and walked in and asked if she was there. And um, the woman sort of looked at me like I must know something about Jeannie and and was very apologetic because she told me that there was only one person on the list of friends and family so i just volunteered and just asked if it was howard and um, the woman told me that yes that howard was still in her life and from what i could tell she never did marry him but he was still visiting
0: Did you know we're on Instagram? Of course we're on Instagram. Follow us right now, Snap Judgment Radio. Our handle is Snap Judgment Radio. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter. And remember, there is more amazing storytelling where you got this. Snap SnapJudgment.org.